welcome to the Speakers Space podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, welcome back to the Speakers Space. Welcome to episode three. It's episode three for you. For me, this is the fourth time I've recorded this episode. Can you tell I'm losing my mind? I am. I really am. I recorded one the other day that went slightly over the 15 to 20 minute marker, which was fine. It's my, uh, it's my podcast. So I was, I was in control. I was like, you know what? I've got this. It's fine. It's fine. It's just a friendly old chat. Then I listened to it this morning and I just wasn't a fan. So I tried to re-record it and then I was interrupted. So (laughs) here we are. Um, I've recorded five other episodes from home because my university house, I haven't yet had the experience of trying to record an episode from there, but I get the impression from being there already for the first term of university that it's going to be quite difficult to record episodes. So we'll see, but I thought I would use the time I had here at home to do that. So yeah, that's where we are. But Speaking of university, I was going to talk about university and anxiety today because this is something I deal with, it's something a lot of people deal with. I think it's it's a common experience and this this past year and this coming year have been whoo, they've been interesting. So, this is not the only time I'm going to talk about anxiety. I do that a lot. Because unfortunately, if you know me, then you know this very well, it's quite a significant element of my identity. (laughs) I wish it wasn't, but it really is. So yeah, that's what I'm going to talk about today. Um, Quick disclaimer before I start, please do not rely on me for any medical information or advice. Um, I will briefly mention the medication I was on for anxiety, but just because something did or didn't work for me does not mean it will be the same for you or anybody else. So for legal reasons, for safety reasons, please nobody go to their doctor and just ask for this because it seems like a good idea. I don't have any experience in the medical field. So yeah, let's begin. So where do we start? Let's start with the time, the age I was at where I began to, let's say, exhibit traits of anxious behaviour. I can't give you a pinpoint. I can't tell you exactly when I started to experience anxiety. Um, I just want to quickly say when I talk about anxiety, I don't mean nervousness, right? I just, I've had a few conversations with people who I I don't believe struggle with anxiety. I certainly got that impression, um, which is fine. That's absolutely fine. Um, I had a conversation with someone recently who was under the impression that anxiety was feeling nervous about something coming up like a presentation. And I was trying to explain as someone who struggles with generalised anxiety disorder, because I, I hate to self-diagnose, so I know this for a fact, but otherwise you know, I would never want to self-diagnose to invalidate the people who genuinely do struggle with this. So I I knew I did. And I was speaking to this person for the purpose of educating them. Um, 
just kind of explaining to them, if you struggle with anxiety, then you will know exactly how this feels. But nervousness is is specific, right? Anxiety, on the other hand, is consistent. If you are to Google the difference or Google anxiety versus nervousness, in fact, do that, Google that specifically, uh, Google is likely to tell you that nervousness comes at a specific point in your life. For example, a presentation or something that you are you are anxious about. But anxiety, on the other hand, that stops you from doing things. That can often make you feel limited. It can limit the opportunities available to you because we're going to get into it, but fight or flight, right? If you have it, you know exactly what I mean. Everyone has fight or flight. If you have anxiety, that is amped up to a whole other level. But because of that, anxiety can make you feel restricted. And it's more of a constant feeling of unease as opposed to something that stops after an event. It peaks and troughs, of course, but it's not it's not as specific. And do not get me wrong, anxiety differs for everyone. I am not trying to generalise. I'm not trying to speak of, of people who speak for people who have it on the whole. But yeah, it's different for everyone. So for me, this probably started around the age of 14, 13, 14. Second half of secondary school was the worst for me. I was anxious to begin with at this school. I will not be naming names, by the way, for legal reasons. But I was I was nervous to begin with at the school. I was nervous. I was nervous for specific classes, teachers, my relationships with my friends were just forming because we, you know, just started school. But the second half for me was when things really got bad. And I was on medication for a while. I went through a long process with different people to try and figure out how exactly what was the issue, right? It was personally very difficult to word to people how I was feeling. And don't get me wrong, specific events did trigger this, of course. Um, so these church services that we would have at school, I would get very, very anxious about. I I couldn't pinpoint exactly what the issue was. I think it was not feeling like I could leave, feeling like I was trapped in this enclosed space, which now I look at it is probably an element of my social anxiety. If you add that into the equation, that can make things a whole lot worse for anxiety because social anxiety tends to focus more on your fear of what other people think of you. So that in itself is is very limiting, but I used to worry about that too. So this, you know, this gradually wormed its way into my experience in class as well. So we have we have church, for example. That was a time when I used to get very anxious. And I managed to get out of these church services for a while. My lovely sister uh, helped me to... She spoke to spoke to certain teachers who were very understanding and I spent time with them at school rather than these services. The thing is, the more I avoided the issue, the worse it got. You've probably heard this a million times. Like I say, it's different for everyone. There is, especially for me, the momentary relief that I have avoided a situation that could potentially be embarrassing, potentially wind up this panic in me because I never experienced panic attacks. I've experienced anxiety attacks, but I never got panic attacks. So it was it was interesting. Um, 
before I go any further, actually, just a quick, you know, trigger warning. I, of course, will be talking about panic attacks. I'm sorry I didn't do that earlier. Uh, anxiety attacks. I will also possibly mention uh, feelings of, you know, suicidal thoughts and such. So if that's not for you, then do feel free to to click off and join me, join me another time. But I, I may be mentioning that. So Anyway, I I would avoid these situations and I would momentarily feel relief. Then, of course, the guilt would set in because I hadn't achieved what I wanted to. I naturally am very hard on myself and I felt different to everyone. I felt different because I wasn't joining in with what everyone else was doing. This is one of the things with anxiety, I think. I can't speak for others, but I think that it makes people feel alienated I mean, of course it does. You're probably thinking the same thing. It makes you feel like even when you know for a fact that it's a common experience, you know for a fact so many people experience it, which is awful. And we're all, I'm going to quote High School Musical, we're all in this together, but we are. (laughs) We really are. So despite knowing this, despite knowing how many people deal with it, not just anxiety, depression and, and many other, you know, many other things that people deal with, it still makes you feel like you're some random other other person as in you're you're an outsider to society i often felt so different and to link back to what i was saying about being in class i would quite often i would get panicky but i wouldn't get panic attacks but i would get panicky to the point where i did feel like i had to leave even just to calm down for a little bit so i would often end up really upset because it was all I'm a huge overthinker it would all gather in my head all these thoughts that I wasn't good enough I was distracting if I couldn't make this you know it through the lesson I was a failure blah 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 this came down to worth as well by the way um I'm going to talk about this again but I felt like I wasn't worthy if I wasn't like everyone else and I couldn't make it through a lesson then you know how was I going to make it through life and as mentioned, second half of secondary school, this was a lot worse to the point where I missed a ton of sick form lessons because I just couldn't do it. And I I could have slash should have noticed earlier on that these church services were just the beginning. <laughs> Unfortunately, they were just the beginning of a very difficult relationship with anxiety. But it's made me who I am. I'm not this emotion, to quote Matt Haig, you are not an emotion, you are a human who feels things, but it's definitely a significant part of who I am. I want to talk about how you can turn anxiety into a, into a positive thing in the future, actually, but for now, I will leave you with that. So that was, my mentality was that I was less worthy. Anyway, I would end up leaving these lessons, I would cry, I would become breathless, which essentially is almost a panic attack but for me specifically that wasn't quite what it was I used to worry so much about what other people thought of me hence social anxiety that when I left I felt people were laughing I I thought people were laughing they probably weren't because for the most part my year group was very understanding and my friends were very understanding and my teachers were understanding but it felt like people maybe weren't taking it seriously at times it felt as though the school wasn't taking it seriously and I, when, when did this, 
I don't even know when I stopped medication, honestly. I was on it for a little while. I was on propranolol, which, again, disclaimer, I cannot tell you specifically what it does, which is awful. I barely remember how it how it affected me. But the dose that I was given was pretty, pretty low. So I had the option of going slightly higher in order to decrease the rate of my heart because of the adrenaline I was feeling when I went into these scary situations. I'll give you another example, classic for everyone, exam halls. But for me, I could not focus. And I'm going to link link this to social anxiety again. I, I'm not stupid. I don't think anyone's stupid, actually. I think we're all good at different things. But I could write an essay in year 10, for example, and get a get a pretty good mark, actually. Put me in an example, I can't do it because I cannot focus. I can't focus. If I feel like everyone's looking at me and I know they're not because who cares, I can't do it. This was social anxiety holding my back holding me back. So I would be put at the back of these exams, the exam halls, and I was, you know, really grateful for that actually because that definitely helped me calm down a bit but I couldn't express this properly to people I was worried they wouldn't understand and most people did actually I just I didn't understand how they could understand if they weren't feeling what I was feeling so like I say I got through it medication just wasn't really doing it for me that is not to say that it won't help somebody else it just didn't really do it for me and I'm not going to go into, you know, all the effects of anxiety. I won't be talking about that again, but I was experiencing the classics and like I say, got to the point where I had to sign something in sick form that said if I missed any more lessons, I couldn't come in. So we get here, we're here on the timeline of anxiety. It's a long process. There are a lot of tears. And of course, as I said earlier, give a, give a quick trigger warning. I I will be mentioning suicidal thoughts. I felt like I I didn't need to be here because if I couldn't, like I say, if I couldn't make it through a lesson, what was the point? Particularly in sick form as well, this was really interesting to me. Looking back, I so badly wanted to go to university, partly because I didn't know what else I would do. I knew what I wanted to do. I still, you know, what know what area I want to working if you will English was always my passion but I was so I was already disappointed at myself because I was catastrophizing as you do with anxiety you imagine the worst situation and you that's the one you go with in your head and your fight or flight consequently is the thing that tries to stop you from getting to that that place does that make sense so say I was you know, going to this exam hall, my fight or flight would tell me, don't go in because everyone's going to be looking at you. My fight would say, do you know what? You can do it. Go in. You'll be fine. But my, (laughs) essentially my flight would just fully take over. But my adrenaline, of course, would get so high. I would be under the impression that if I didn't go this time, I could go next time and it would be fine. But it was just like the church service scenario. The, The less I went, the more overwhelming these fears got and these catastrophes were forming in my head, these horrible scenarios, which, by the way, never happened. On occasion, I embarrassed myself because I had to leave somewhere. But you know what? 
better for me to listen to myself and leave than remain and panic. I say that, of course, I understand that the times when I did stay and I got through it, they were a lot better. But I I had to get to that point, right? So I, I did that through leaving. But of course, I would not encourage leaving lessons at all. It's not a good idea. Um, so yeah, we, we got to that point where I was... I was already catastrophizing. I was already under the impression that I was going to fail. I wasn't going to go to university. Then the pandemic hit. And I, of course, had missed loads of lessons. I remember this one time, actually, my mum got me a card as a congratulations for getting through an entire hour of sociology. And I was so proud of myself. I was so happy that I'd made it through and I thought I could do anything. By the way, you can. I could do anything because I'm in my second year of university. So if I can get through sick form, you can do anything. Anyway, I, following my mum giving me that card, I then skipped all these lessons, was distraught, had some pretty scary meetings with high up people at school, where I just, I had almost, almost decided that I didn't want to be here. And by the way, thank God for my friend group, because they did so much for me. And I don't speak to all of them now but they will always mean a lot to me because they helped me stay certain friends offered uh to be there if I phoned them if I needed to phone them at any point because maybe I'd felt like I couldn't speak to my family and they were there when I needed them and I only hope that I could do the same for them because they were fantastic so they were a huge part of my life and I I got through sick form let's say I had just started getting back into lessons when the pandemic hit and thank goodness I had, I'd been making it through. This was acknowledged by the way, by the school, which was brilliant. And I didn't get the grades I'd wanted. I really didn't for my first choice of university, but I got into my second choice, which I'd just like to mention, don't choose your university based on what you see Okay, based on what you think other people would want you to choose. Does that make sense? Because I had seen two universities in person and I had first seen this one in Wales. I'm not going to give all my details, but I'd first seen this one in Wales. Then I saw another one and I decided that that second one was better. As in, not better for me, but it would look better to other people. I, I really liked the look of it. But I was fully influenced by the opinions of others who, you know, let's just say I spoke to a couple of people who said, oh, yeah, there's your first choice, a.k.a. the one I had seen first. But this one, I mean, everyone wants to go to this one. And I really wanted to. I thought I did. I'm now at the one that I had seen first. I had cried over this to my English teacher, this this first choice in Wales, because I thought I'm not going to be able to go. They still they still took me on results day and I'm here and I'm in my second year. And I love it. So it just goes to show, <laughs> choose what's best for you. Anyway, my point being, I'm here, right? I had an awful sick form life, but I'm here. I stayed, I made it through, which means that you can too. I, okay, the point of this week's episode was actually <laughs> to talk about anxiety at university. I've kind of talked about anxiety in sick form. I will extend this topic and I will be talking about university and anxiety because there are a lot of factors that have affected it for me this year. But 
you know, to link back to university, I am there now. Made it through first year despite the pandemic. That was strange, but I was surrounded by some really good people. And we're here now. And I mean, honestly, the friends, the friends that I have met, I met a couple of people last year online and I'd never met them in person. And I I think we we both maintained our relationship until we could get to the point where we could meet in person. And let me tell you, I have met some of the nicest people, some of the, just the best people, the funniest people, just the best people where I am. And one of those people is Hannah, by the way, who I am confident is one of my friend soulmates, you know? friends can be soulmates for sure and she is definitely one of them coincidentally didn't live far from me anyway when we picked our student houses this girl (laughs) has been a rock as in my rock right because she's just lovely she is lovely she's caring and she's so funny so I really hope she's listening (laughs) because I would never have made it this far in uni without her and by the way, we'll be living with her next year. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel, whatever your housing situation may be. Anyway, that is where I will end things. I'm afraid I've, (laughs) I've gone kind of in depth, but not in terms of what I was originally going to talk about. But my point for this week was actually that it's always worth being here. Recent events, um, if you're you know, friends with me, live near me, you'll know what I mean. Recent events have made me feel more obligated to reach out to people from my year group and people who are local to me and have just prompted me to think about people more, people that I maybe haven't spoken to for a long time or people that I've never spoken to and just, you know, kind of reach out. I just think it's important to say that you being here is enough. I may have already mentioned this. Honestly, I've lost track because I've recorded five episodes by this point, but I didn't feel like I could do it, it being anything in sixth form. It was an awful time for me. And yes, a couple of things now haven't gone to plan. Nothing ever fully (laughs) goes to plan 20, you know, 24 7, 100% of the time. That's life. That's life. But whatever you choose to do with what goes wrong, that's up to you. The fact that you're here though, that's, that is admirable. I know it probably sounds so cringe and I'm sorry, but I just, I like thinking about it. I like reminding myself of the grades that I've got over the past year, the, all the seminars I've attended, right? Because my fight or flight, like I said, made me leave so many lessons and I missed a single seminar this year or last year, sorry, and oh my days, made it through. And the people I met, the things that I learned as well, actually, it was just really nice to start fresh. I bonded with a lot of people over anxiety, but that wasn't the thing that took over my life. And obviously having received my timetable now, I am a little bit nervous about in-person teaching. I was nervous about in-person seminars, but now with lectures, I am terrified. But it's okay, of course, oh my goodness, it's okay to miss the occasional thing, that's absolutely fine. Again, however you deal with something, is it's up to you. Please don't think you're any less worthy for not going somewhere because you don't feel up to it or you don't feel like you can. But I know, for me personally, 
if I if I miss a couple, if I miss, let's say more than five, I'm going to be nice to myself, then I probably will struggle with going. But I'm not going to catastroph- catastrophize. Is that the word I was saying earlier? I honestly can't remember. I'm not going to be negative. I'll say that. I'm going to believe I can do it. And if I can do it, you can 100% do it. So I'm going to wrap things up there because I'm aware that I have rapidly been going over my time limit. But thank you for staying. Thank you for being here. Even if you feel like you haven't done anything particularly worthy of, I don't know, appreciation over the last few days, even if you feel like you've not done something very exciting, you're here. That's absolutely enough. That's more than enough. You're here. That in itself is an achievement. There are always people worth staying for. There are always moments in your life worth staying for. Even when things go wrong, you are bigger than the events that make you feel like you're small. Right? I feel like I maybe just made that up and it's quite catchy. I'm going to quote myself from now on. Anyway, my my aim for this week, I went slightly off topic, but I was trying to tell you about anxiety and the fact that it doesn't control your life, even though it feels like it does. I will be speaking more about this in the future. Maybe it'll make more sense when I do. But yes, I will leave it there. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you have the best week. Keep keep plowing on keep trying your best you're here and that is amazing and hopefully you can join me next week for episode four in the meantime I will see you then bye